Hello, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to the It's Not Hard podcast. That's right. I'm back, everybody. Finally. Oh, God. These last couple weeks were some intense were some intense days. But we got shooting out of the way. Everything's in the can. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it goes okay. <laughs> you never really know what you have until, until you start editing. And this production, it definitely had... It's fair share of bumps along the way, and um, we're uh, we're trying something new. It's uh, it's gonna be uh, vertical. It's gonna be a, a series shot in in vertical rather than horizontal. You know, like like the Tiki Talks or the Instagram Stories, where it's you know. And um, there's this um, artistic creative element that um, you know. If if the if this series goes on, it's definitely gonna have its growing pains. But if this series goes on, I'm 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 very confident that we're gonna land a style that's gonna captivate people. Now for today's episode, I want to talk about some takeaways from shooting this project. It's it's something everyone should do, regardless if if it's a film production, you know, maybe it, it's whatever creative endeavor. You're making a comic, or you're producing an, an EP, or any sort of teamwork-based activity. Luckily, I didn't stumble into any of my uh, older habits, any of my older mistakes from back when I was in college, from, from all my other productions. But one of the things that hit us the hardest was our lack of pre-production. Do not forget to dedicate a good chunk of time, depending on you know, depending on your on your on your window of availability. Uh, I would say at maybe maybe a week of of just hammering out all the details possible. In our case, we were putting too much emphasis on the scripts, even after we had supposedly locked them. This ended up coming back to bite us as we were shooting. We realized, oh crap, we never. We never talked about this. We never found a location for this. Um, we never cleared this with that person. And luckily, we were able to come up with solutions on the fly. It certainly would have saved us both a number of gray hairs had we just knocked those out beforehand. So that's the first takeaway. Dedicate a good chunk of time to pre-production. The next thing, this is, this is more of a personal issue, which is uh, to let people help you out. We had a very small crew of just me and um, and the and actors and the actors on set who were more than willing to help me out. This is something that I've I've struggled with across my entire uh, filmmaking career, which is allowing people to help me out. And and instead of going to move the light and then coming back and checking the camera, see if if, if it does anything, go go ahead and ask whoever's available hey do you mind just moving this light for me when it came to sound since I was the only crew member if there wasn't an actor on screen I, we would have them run sound and it helped tremendously rather than than what I would historically do which would be to rack my brain how I'm, how I'm gonna how, how I'm gonna MacGyver this all by myself I allowed myself to say you know what Johnny you can't do this all by yourself. P- 
please, for the love of God, for for this production, ask for help. And thank God I did. Thank God I did. And now this is another thing that goes back to uh, pre-production, which is talk out everything with your team member. If you're if you're working with a team, talk out everything with your team so that you're on the same page. Even if you think something is self-explanatory, do yourself a favor and just talk it out with your team. Because we didn't take time to uh, sort of run run through uh, plans for how how a certain scene was was going to be shot, we kind of just skimmed past it because we didn't elaborate on certain on how on how we wanted certain things to go in this production. That led to a couple of instances where we where we butted heads, and uh, and, and and if possible, make sure it's committed some somewhere physically. Just so that, you know, production can get hectic and, and, and things slip through the cracks uh, and people forget, people forget things. Make sure everything's written down just, just in case. Another thing about pre-production, block and rehearse. Block and rehearse your stuff. We unfortunately didn't have too much time to do that. But uh, going forward, that is something that I'm definitely going to advocate for, for uh, blocking and rehearsing. And also, and also uh, storyboarding. I think storyboarding is is very helpful. If you have previs software, definitely take advantage of that. In uh in in college, we would get a little we would get a little ex- extreme with uh with storyboards, shot lists, uh floor plans. I don't think <sighs> in a bigger production, floor plans are definitely helpful because because they can just go off of that. However, if you're just a run and gun, if you're just a run and gun crew of two people, two three people, I don't think you really have to invest too much time in a floor plan, especially if worse comes to worse and you have to completely throw that out the window. Which that kind of happened with us on one of the days. Luckily, we were able to just flip the camera around and just get some minor tweaks here and here and there creating a a coherent space for when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to the editing but I would definitely say create a storyboard and once everyone's happy with that commit it to a shot list just so that it's easier to to reference and you know how how many shots you have for the day or how many or um in case you in case you you want to just consolidate some some shots into one but this is all basic stuff this is all basic stuff if if you've ever been in a production. Um, but if not, make sure you rehearse. You hammer out all the details for locations, talent. Um, yeah, those are probably the, 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 the main things you should you should pay attention to when it comes to uh, when it comes to pre-production. Talent, locations, food and transportation. Food is very important. I believe um, if you're not paying people, you got to feed them. You gotta give you gotta give them some reason to to stick around so that they're not sore at the end. I was taught don't go for pizza. It's it's yeah it's the cheapest option, but you know you, you just go a little bu- above and beyond and, and maybe get like a sandwich platter or something. It's not it's not too much. It's not it's not that much more expensive. You do have to call ahead of time. Uh, I think the Subway sandwich platters are like twenty five bucks for just some cold cuts. That was definitely my go-to on my productions. Now these last few points are are going to be geared towards actually shooting. You have to be economical with your time. You have to be economical with your time on set. 
or risk burnout. As much as we all want to believe, you know, you can't be Stanley Kubrick, you can't be shooting 100 takes. Oftentimes, you know, the, the, the amount of days you have for a shoot, that's all you're going to get. Or you might even lose a day. So really commit to three, four takes max. Or if you really want to get those extra shots, then you need to plan your shooting schedule accordingly. Make sure you get all the easy stuff out of the way and then save the really big stuff for the end. We had a couple of days where they're just, um, you know, we, we're, we're not working with trained actors. Some of them are just average Joes, but uh, the director really, really wanted to get a certain take out of someone. And um, I think uh, in some of those times, you know, we... Thankfully, only only maybe two of the five days we shot were um, behind, we were behind on schedule. But I th I I think it um, I don't I, I don't want to harp too much on it because you know sometimes those th that fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth take that's where you get the that's where you get the magic. In that range, I, I, I feel that's where some actors, they, they, they need to, that's when they get all the cobwebs dusted off. And that's when you really start getting, that's where, and that's where you really start getting the gold. But again, it's, it's one of those things where you have to pick your battles. Is it really worth getting 12 takes of this shot or just settling for good enough and making your day? Next thing is have at least one other person to do sound. Now, thankfully, the the actors were gracious enough to help me out with sound, but they weren't they weren't trained. So some of the audio is a little is a little eh. really, really try to get someone that knows what they're doing or at least knows what to what to listen for. If there's if there's some barking in the distance, the, the actor probably isn't going to call attention to it. And so it might end up ruining the take. An untrained sound operator isn't going to raise raise their hand and say, hey, there's a problem with that take. Can we do it again? Or try to um, or try to troubleshoot ways to get better uh, to get a better result. So definitely find someone that knows the way around a microphone. Next, you want to be realistic about how much you can shoot. We almost tried to shoot eight short films in the over the course of over the course of five days and thank god i i brought it i brought us down to five but even then five was really pushing us to the brink i was staying with my girlfriend during production and every night i came i came home i she just saw how how haggard i was and i would just crash into bed and i contemplated a lot just saying i can't i can't go in man i, I can't go in which could have been based on a number of factors, but the point still stands. Really curb your expectations. If, you, if you're if you going to want to shoot, then pick a project that is going to allow you to do that. If you're shooting a web series, don't try to shoot 10 episodes in a week. Don't try to shoot eight. Just do four or five, especially starting out. You know, once you get the hang of it, then you can try and push for more episodes if you're shooting a short film and you really want to spend time in 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 crafting uh 
really spend time in crafting the shots, then maybe something that's that's sub 10 minutes, probably even sub five minutes, if I'm if I'm being honest. But yeah, be um, be realistic, be realistic about how much you're actually capable to shoot. And lastly, we we ended up shooting some things where we didn't either, uh, you know, where we didn't have permits or a type sort of clearance to, to do to do certain things. If you, if you're afraid of getting the cops called on you, then you probably shouldn't do it. But if you really want the shot and you're a no budget production, then you need to go whole hog. You need to just commit to it fully and you, and deal with security afterwards. I think it definitely hurts performance when you're when you're worried that at any minute the cops or security is going to get called on you unless you have a, an arsenal of guns and a table full of fake drugs and you're doing incredibly dangerous stunts you pr- you probably don't need to worry about uh getting arrested at the mo- at the most they're they're going to ask you to leave if there's security they're probably just going to ask you to delete the footage and leave, which admittedly really sucks. But um, you didn't hear this from me. Um, this isn't this didn't come up. But if you if you have Filmic Pro, the app Filmic Pro, it doesn't save to your camera roll. It saves into the app. So if you if you I mean, if you're an iPhone production, you can just switch out of the app and go to your your regular uh, camera and telling them, hey, we were just we were just trying things out. We didn't shoot. We didn't actually shoot anything because you know there's there's no there's technically no no footage on your camera because it's all in the app. But yeah, you have to you have to fully commit. If you if your talent's worried, then they shouldn't be worried on the day. You have to let them know ahead of time. Hey, we're gonna be doing something where we don't have permission, or. Uh, we don't have any way of really clearing or letting everyone know, Hey, this we're, we're shooting. Are you okay with that? And if they're not okay, then you have to, you have to scrap that idea. You have to work something else out. But again, if everyone's on board, if you're committed to it, don't puss out on the day. Don't puss out on the day. Just barrel through because for, for, for one of the days, I can't really get too much into it, but the director was very, very, very nervous about about shooting it, and um, and we ended up getting like six takes. We got six takes, and then we shot even more at another at another area, and no one stopped us. But you have to be smart about what you're trying to get away with. We were just get we were getting some walking shots, okay. They were, they were, we weren't doing anything that would that would really draw attention to us. They were like, uh, "Excuse me, sir. There's there's some suspicious characters over there." No, we just we did some walking shots and then we got out. We didn't get it. We didn't get anyone's way. We didn't sh- we didn't shut down traffic. We just we had a a significantly small footprint. I paid for parking, so they got my money, and then we we got out. And with that, we will end this week's episode of the it's not hard podcast everyone thank you so much for tuning in links to socials will be in the show notes below if you want to send in a voice message that could get featured in next week's episode of the podcast 
There will be a link in the show notes for that as well. Everyone, enjoy your day. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.